Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Welcome back. Hour number two on the herd. It's me, Jason McIntyre, in for Colin Cowherd, joined by Alex Curry. Alex, we made it through one hour, two to go. When did you actually get back from Paris? Like, has the jet lag actually hit you yet? Uh, not yet, not yet. Okay. I got a good night's sleep. Uh, I slept a little bit on the plane and uh, just right back into the takes. It's kind of yeah. like what you have to do. It's like, just keep rolling. Don't don't allow yourself to think about what time it is. Yeah. Like, back in Paris, you're like, I'm here. I'm delirious, yes, but we're going to do yes, it. Yes, and we're gonna. We've got a great guest coming up, Rick Buecher, joining the show in a few minutes. But first, I, you know, listen. I started looking at the NFL landscape for this year, and there's certainly some teams and coaches who are under massive pressure this year to win. So I got, I got a top ten list for you. We'll count down ten to one the teams under the most pressure in the NFL this season. Let's get it started. Number ten. I'm starting with the Cleveland Browns at 10. Yes, some weird expectations in Vegas for the Browns. Their win total was a little higher than expected. Deshaun Watson, as Mangini just told you, has a year under his belt to get acclimated. And oh, by the way, Kevin Stefanski, the pressure's on. This is year four. Year one, he goes to the playoffs and wins a game. Then they regress. Then they regress more. He's got to get to the playoffs and win. I think he's got to get to the Super Bowl probably to keep everybody happy in Cleveland. A lot of pressure on the Cleveland Browns this year, starting at number 10. Number nine. Number nine. (laughs) Number nine, the Baltimore Ravens. Listen, I I know we all love Lamar Jackson. I've defended him on the show a ton. Got one playoff win. They just gave him all of the money. They added Odell Beckham. This is the best receiving locker room that Lamar Jackson has had in Baltimore. They got a new OC. There's a lot of newness. I'm not as bullish on them this year. I think there is a lot of pressure, though, on this team to kind of get back. Lamar's got to stay healthy. He just got a fat contract. Ravens checking in at number nine. Number eight. Ah, here we go. Denver Broncos. My guy, Sean Payton. We miss him on the herd, but he's got bigger fish to fry in Denver. Listen, Russell Wilson, we can be honest. He wasn't good last year. Uh, Massive regression. We can blame it on Hackett if we want to. We could blame it on him acclimating in his first year in Denver. But the, the cold reality is you bring in an offensive-minded coach, and what was his first move? 
Let's bring in a good backup quarterback, Jarrett Stidham, who proved a lot with the Raiders. And I just wonder, folks, how much pressure is on Russell Wilson and Sean Payton to really make a deep run and get to the Super Bowl. Folks, if they don't make the playoffs, I think we can seriously look at Russell Wilson as being on the move elsewhere in Denver. Number seven. Ah, yes. Here we go. Number seven. I know my Los Angeles friends are not going to like this, but I have the Rams at seven. Okay? Let's remember, Aaron Donald nearly retired after the Super Bowl. Matt uh, Stafford coming off a major surgery. There were questions, do the Rams move on from him? And oh, by the way, their coach McVay came super close to retiring. They trade away Jalen Ramsey. Look at the defensive depth chart for this team. You got a bunch of dudes like I've never heard of. I don't know this team could stop anybody. We'll see what Stafford has left in the tank. It's it's a very thin roster. And folks, if they miss the playoffs, remember, they were Super Bowl winners and then the worst drop-off from a Super Bowl winner, I believe, ever. If they what if they miss the playoffs again? What's gonna happen? Does McVay say I'm out? Does Aaron Donald check out? I think the Rams have massive pressure this season. Number six. Let's go back to the AFC. The Miami Dolphins, a team I can't stand. They got some pressure. Listen, you don't go all in and pick up Jalen Ramsey and expect no pressure. Remember, last year, Tyreek Hill. This year, Jalen Ramsey. Oh, by the way, what's Tua's future like? Everybody gave McDaniel the genius label, and I'm not banging him. McDaniel was like excellent last year. But they have a loaded, top-heavy roster and a lot of questions at quarterback if Tua can't stay healthy and avoid the concussions. Financially, they're all in. I mean, you could love, gotta love their roster. They got talent, but they also gotta win. I think Super Bowl or bust for the Miami Dolphins. Number five. Let's go back to San Francisco. I, listen, I talked about it with Eric Mangini. This is a team, they got some issues. Uh, I know they were close last year with Brock Purdy, but let's remember, they traded up for Trey Lance. There is not a lot of wiggle room. If this team all of a sudden regresses to say nine wins, you're gonna start having questions. Boy, can Shanahan ever win the big one? What the hell were they doing dra- trading up for Trey Lance? And then you got to start, you know, thinking like, is Brock Purdy the guy if there's regression? I like Purdy a lot. I don't think regression happens, but there is pressure in San Francisco to get to a Super Bowl. They've come up short now twice in the Shanahan era. Number four. Let's go to the Dallas Cowboys. Everybody loves talking about the Cowboys. Folks, when you dump your OC and your defensive coordinator now two off seasons has gone around hunting for jobs. And you got McCarthy, who's like, I got the offense now. You got Dak Prescott, kind of, eh. the offense. Zeke is gone. Like, I don't know who else you're going to blame if this team doesn't deliver. Dallas is as good defensively as they've ever been, but we know offense matters more in this league. I think there's a lot of pressure on Dallas, and folks, it's not, not that hot of a take, but there's a world where this team misses the playoffs and McCarthy's gone, and then do you elevate Quinn, and what do you do? It could go sideways. A lot of pressure on the Dallas Cowboys heading into the season. Number three. Ah, yes. My New York Jets. I'm trying to crowbar them into every segment on the show, obviously. Uh, Listen, there's obviously pressure. Salah, we know he needs to win. Playoffs or you're fired. GM, Joe Douglas, you better get to the playoffs or you're fired. Aaron Rodgers, playoffs would be nice. You got to get to a Super Bowl, buddy. You got to get back to a Super Bowl, Rodgers. You, You just have to. I know it's your first year. You got a young team. You're in a leadership role. I do believe Aaron Rodgers is motivated, as I said at the outset of the show, motivated to do what Brady did. Leave the place that didn't totally love you or respect you, draft it over your head, and you want to leave and win a Super Bowl. A lot of pressure on Aaron Rodgers. A lot of uh, guys in the front office and coaches, they're also worried about this season. Number two. 
Colin Cowherd loves Justin Herbert more than any player in the league, possibly. And the Chargers, I know some people are going to say, whoa, can, can they win a playoff game? Yeah, can they please? Uh, seriously, uh, Brandon Staley, how many more chances is he going to get? They bring in a new OC in Kellen Moore, and you got to wonder, like, all right, you know, we came up a little short in the playoffs against the Jags after blowing a massive lead. We'll change out the OC. Well, what do you change out if you don't win a playoff game or maybe make a deep playoff run? Well, it's got to be the head coach, and you're paying Justin Herbert, so he's no longer on the rookie deal. A lot of pressure on the Chargers. Number one. Ah, yes. You knew it was coming, ladies and gentlemen, the Buffalo Bills. Last year went into the season Super Bowl favorites. Josh Allen, MVP favorite. They won a lot of games, and what happened in the playoffs? They crapped out once again. The Buffalo Bills are teetering. This is a massive season. I see the big story this week. Josh Allen's now uh, got a new girlfriend. He's dating an actress. Great. Congratulations, Josh Allen. What are you going to do with the Hopkins situation? Are you going to go get him? Stephon Diggs doesn't seem particularly happy. Or maybe he's just old and crabby. Buffalo really laid an egg at home in the playoffs last year. And folks, there is more pressure on the Bills to get to the Super Bowl than any other team in the NFL. All right, let's get to our guest, Rick Buecher, NBA analyst for Fox. Here's the man, the myth, the legend. Love talking hoops. Hey, Alex. With Rick Buecher. Um, some, some breaking news just before you came on. Uh, well, it's not huge, but uh, Brad Stevens gave more than a vote of confidence to Joe Missoula, his head coach, saying he will be back. You, you were not particularly surprised by this. No, I think I was on with Colin a couple of weeks ago right after they fell down 3-0 and said that I, I didn't see them making a change. It's not the way the Boston Celtics operate in general. They talk a lot about making changes and then don't, but with Brad Stevens being a former head coach, I figured he would have a certain amount of sympathy for Joe Mazzulla stepping into that seat for the first time. And look, they've, they've been churning the head coaching position yeah. a little bit here over the last couple of years. They might want a little stability. Um, let's stay with the Celtics real quick. Jalen Brown, eight baskets, eight turnovers in game seven. Yeah. Uh, all NBA team looking at a super max. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I think it's a no brainer. I think you keep them together and keep the continuity other people, not so much. Um, but I'll say this, Rick. Is it easier to unload him now? Yeah. Or you give him the Supermax and you give it another year and then you offload him because the market opens up. A lot more teams willing to trade for Jalen Brown with three or four years left on his deal. Maybe some uh, an Orlando would be interested. I, I'm just throwing out Orlando because yeah. that's what people do. Orlando yeah. Magic. Um, well, in general, if you have a guy signed up long-term, it opens up your yeah. possibility of being able to deal him because people know what they're getting and they know how long they're going to have it. So uh, it, it is a tricky proposition for all – I mean, everybody after the loss, everybody was like, you got to break up Tatum and Brown and you got to change things up. And being the Boston Celtics, where the bar is set winning championships, I'm not mad at that logic. I also understand the other side of it, though, which is they've had this unbelievable success. These guys are 25, 26 years old. And so do you risk that? Here's the problem, and it is because of the Supermax. It is because of the, the, uh, the success, individual success those two guys have had. If you pay Brown and Tatum, that's your pay like they've got to get you there now and the supporting cast that you have now you're not going to be able to afford 
So if you believe that these guys can elevate themselves and they can make other guys better as opposed to getting better guys to make them better, then I say go ahead, pay them. That's where you place your bet. I'm not convinced in the same way that when we looked at Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, like we're like Mm. two great individual talents, but can that combination win you a championship? Or is there always a little bit of friction there because of just the dynamics of how they play? That's what I see in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. So if you're happy just like always going to the playoffs, which a lot of teams would take what Boston Celtics have had. If you're happy with that, then – Load up on them, and you know that you're guaranteed to be good. There was also some duplication with LeBron and Wade. Not total duplication, but they also had Bosch to blame. All He was the fall guy anytime things went right. Well, <laughs> Bosch, come on. Hey, you're not doing anything. Well, and that, but there was also, like, LeBron was, a at heart, a playmaker. And Dwayne Wade, at heart, is a shooting guard. Mm. And they also had a very unique relationship where... Dwayne Wade was going to push LeBron James. This is one of my issues with Jason and Jalen. Like, who's the driving force there? Are they making each other better? I know they like each other. I know they work out with each other. I know they're both hard workers. But is there somebody who's saying, hey, you're not good enough right now. You're not playing well enough right now. Do they have the ability to say that to each other and demand more? And I just haven't seen that. Do you think Brad Stevens would do this uh, often rumored deal, Jalen Brown for Jalen Brown and something for Damian Lillard and something. I do not yeah, I see that. Not that. I do not see that happening. Yeah. the The difficulty is, and again, much like KD and Russ, like Jason Tatum has been anointed the best player, and talent wise, I don't argue with that. But Jalen Brown is the more aggressive, plays and acts like a number one. So how do you get around that conundrum? Mm-hmm. And that, for me, is you take the risk. If you want to play for championships, you got to break that up and you got to come up with a different formula. Um, we'll get to the finals in a sec. I want to go to the Suns. They still don't have a coach unless yeah. it happened in the last 30 seconds. Um, coaching Booker and Durant. I, you would think that's more appealing than going to Philly or you'd think that's more appealing than the Bucks, both who have major questions this offseason. Like, why, why is this job not filled? What are you hearing? I... Uh, I I haven't heard a word about who they might be going after at this point, um, but I think they're one one of the reasons that they haven't been aggressive in going out and getting somebody is because there's still another shooter drop, which is what are you going to do with DeAndre Ayton? Like they have to make that move before they can do anything else. And one of the interesting rumors that I've heard. Oh, here we go. Yeah. I wasn't going to save this, but you know what, J-Mac? This is for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the idea of trading DeAndre Ayton to the Dallas Mavericks for Kyrie Irving. Oh, jeez. That that, more so than seeing Kyrie go to the Lakers, it makes a ton of sense. For who? Well, certainly for (laughs) for the Dallas Mavericks. Getting DeAndre Ayton? Oh, DeAndre Ayton next to Luka Doncic makes a lot more sense than Kyrie Irving. One... You've got a little. You've got you've got a rim protector. You've got some size. You have a guy who's happily being the number two that doesn't need the ball to to operate, and it validates having traded Dorian Finney-Smith and the pieces that they sent and Spencer Dinwiddie and the picks to the Brooklyn Nets because 
You couldn't get DeAndre Ayton for Dorian Finney-Smith and Spencer Dinwiddie and what they sent to the Nets. So getting Kyrie Irving now becomes, oh, but look, we got DeAndre Ayton. So, Again, so, just a rumor, not reporting yeah. that it's going yeah, to happen, I, I, I mean, but it, to, to me, it makes a lot of sense for both sides. And Kevin Durant and... And Kyrie Irving reunited, and as we've oh, seen, yeah. that worked out so well. It just worked out swimmingly in Brooklyn. I'm not saying I'm not saying that I no. would do it, but Matt Matt Ishby, the the new owner, yeah. has demonstrated that he likes to swing for the fences, and this would certainly Boy, be that. If you thought that was the least likable team in the league before, are they keeping Chris Paul in this scenario? By the way, uh, no, I, I believe you. I don't know that you could keep Chris Paul right. in that. In that, I mix. think that would be the least likable team in the in the league. I really? mean, Devin Booker is so mouthy. I mean, uh, you know, come yeah. on. And then Kyrie Irving, who knows when he's showing up. I, I shouldn't bash. bash I, I will say, the, the rea- well, it's difficult to know how to interpret it, but kicking Monty Williams to the curb and the unbothered by Devin Booker, uh, that, that didn't that, – I'm, I'm not 100% sure what he meant, but uh, not knowing what he meant, I don't feel good about – Monty Williams didn't deserve that. Whatever happened – he didn't deserve that. Yeah. Uh, all right, one last one before the finals. Uh, Bob Myers steps down yeah. uh, or was pushed out? I, I don't know. No, it's he really not, unclear. Was definitely not pushed so out. So he had an offer on the table? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. He, no, he could have stayed. So why it was the worst. It was the worst kept rumor that he was looking to leave because he was just, he was worn out. And he also faced the very difficult proposition of you're going to have to break up the big three. And... He came in and grew up and won championships with these guys. And most GMs take the approach, I'm not going to have a relationship with my players because I'm going to get to a point where I have to trade them and I need to be cold-hearted about it. And Bob decided, I'm not going to do that. And it served them well because when things flared up between Steve Kerr and Draymond Green or Draymond and Jordan Poole or whatever, all of the and half a dozen other things that, that haven't been reported... He was able to go to those players and say, "Hey, we got to get we got we got to we have to resolve this." Mm-hmm. Well, the the downside of it is now you're at a point where you got to look at Steph Curry and say, "Yeah, I just traded Klay Thompson and Draymond Green." And Bob said, "I'd rather spend time with my yeah, kids yeah. and have, didn't have to do that." It feels like a massive uh, undertaking. There. It's not. I don't think it's a great job. I, I know that sounds crazy. I don't think it's a great job I, right now. I would agree with you because the bar is set so high. Yeah, and. People don't want people. Look, I'm, there's, I'm working with people here who believe that as long as you have Steph and Clay and Dre and Steve Kerr, they're still going to be a championship contender. Yeah, they, I, I buy that. Well, I, I do not. I, I don't. I, seeing Clay, look, Clay's not Clay anymore. Yeah. Dre's not Dre anymore. And the championship teams that they have, remember, strength in numbers? Like, they don't have that same depth. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, they, can they reinvent themselves around Steph Curry? Yes, I believe they can, but there's a lot of work to be done. Um, all right, finals. Everybody and their mom is picking Denver. They are the third largest favorite in the last 20 years. Yeah. Um, Miami, obviously, seven game series, grueling, exhaust. Jimmy Butler, by the way, I know people aren't talking about it. Rick, last four games against Boston, he shot like 35. percent Yeah. He's tired. He's exhausted. Now you yeah. got to go to altitude. You've had diminishing um, returns for sure. A nine point spread tonight. Is there any case that the Heat can win this series? Like, what is that? Like, they have nobody to guard Jokic, obviously. Bam ain't going to guard him. Like, remember, Anthony Davis could not guard him. Um, I I just, I can't, I don't know what the path to victory here is unless they keep making threes, which is unsustainable. 
Well, yeah. So look, we didn't expect them to beat the Bucks. Um, the Knicks were the one team I expected them to beat. I didn't expect them initially to beat Boston. And then when the way Boston came out, I changed my tune. <sighs> my heart wants Miami to at least be competitive yeah. in this series, and I would love to see them get rewarded for what they are. It's like rooting for Seabiscuit <laughs> against War Admiral. Look but, at you, a horse racing reference. Wow. But the fact is, the zone is what killed Boston. Nikola Jokic, you put him in the middle of the zone, and you have guys cutting, and the shooters that they have, they ain't going to work against Denver. And so... I just don't I, – I wish I saw a path to Miami pulling an upset or being formidable. I just don't see it. So yeah, I'm, I, I'm, with the, I'm with the majority. The masses. I saw a stat where they played 11 possessions of zone this season against the Nuggets, the yeah. Heat did, and the Nuggets scored 19 points, which is not <laughs> bad. Um, now, the one bet that I do kind of like here is yeah. – like, do you think Spolstra, who's a great coach, mm -hmm. goes all in and says, we're stopping Jokic, or do you think the strategy is, we're going to let Jokic get 53 like he did against the Suns in the loss. Yeah. We're not letting Jamal Murray and Michael Porter and those guys go off from deep. And that's our best path. Do you think that they let Jokic eat? That would or? be my strategy. Okay. Because one, it's going to test his endurance. And two, the one thing that Jokic showed me more of this year, but that I haven't consistently seen, which is why he was never my MVP, uh, at the top of my MVP ballot, is because he'd rather be a facilitator. He'd rather get everybody, everybody involved. If you said, you know what, go get 50 and beat me. I don't know that he would consistently do that. It's just not, it's a little bit like LeBron James. Mm. He, he feels like, I want to play the game. I want to get everybody involved. I don't want to dominate the ball. So, I, look, as I said, he's done more of that this year, which is why I considered putting him at the top of my ballot for the first time this year. But there was time, I, I saw a regression through these playoffs where it was like, Jokic, you, this is your time to press the issue. This is your time to impose your will. Don't lay back. And he was still, he was relying on Jamal Murray, happy to set screens and hand it off. And he's just too good. And he was too big in the, in the last series not to do that. I'm workshopping a take here on just the idea that centers are back in <laughs> Does vogue. Colin know, by the he way, you're just not, workshopping I, 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 on his show? So, like, hey, I'm just trying out some new yeah, bits trying out here. Some new material. Um, yeah. That centers are kind of back in vogue. Uh, Jokic, remember, uh, the last center to be a centerpiece on an NBA Finals team was, was who? Was it would it be you want to go Duncan? You want to go Shaq? But yeah, you could go Duncan, and it wouldn't be Shaq with the Heat. It would be Shaq with the Lakers. Um, it, I just wonder, like Jokic, center. He, he, I mean, he's best player in the league. And and Rick, there is something to the analytics revolution going on in the league. And yeah. the Miami Heat are anti-analytics. They they couldn't make threes all season. Now they make all of them. They got undrafted players scoring fifty-two percent of their points against Boston. That's yeah. unheard of. Yeah. Like, what is happening, or is this just a wacky outlier of a season? No, I, I think it's I think it's a natural evolution because I when we say centers, it's not traditional center. These guys aren't on the block, right? Right. It's 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 really they've we've just gotten taller and heavier uh, and stronger. And but if you can't shoot a three, you're not playing a five. I mean, Jokic and Bead, yeah. you you have to be able to shoot the three. And most of these guys are operating from the high post or beyond. So 
Yes, big, I would say big men are back in vogue, but it's simply a byproduct of like we've seen the 6'9", 6'10", guys becoming guards mm. and point forwards and all of that. So now we've, we've, what we're getting is we're getting, point, we're getting point centers. That's what we're getting. The other half of this would be the um, AAU culture. We, I know we've talked about this for a while. Yeah. Your kid played AAU. My son has. Mm. Like, it's just not working, I don't think, in America. And you look at the league and how these Europeans are coming in and totally dominating. Rick, you go back 20, 25, 30 years. There's like barely any non-Americans yeah. on the all-NBA teams. Yeah. Now, the MVPs are all, almost all, did not play high school basketball here. I know Embiid did a little bit. But then you look at Wembenyama, number one pick. He didn't play here. And you look at 2024, because I do that because I'm a nerd. Yeah. Three of the top five guys, European. No. Like something, there, there's, there's, a, there's a shift going on. I know it's been happening for a while, but people aren't really talking about this. It's happening in baseball. If you look at like how many players are Latin yeah. versus, yeah. it's starting to grow. I, it's happening in the NBA. It, but does the league, do you think, cares? And I just, I know that's a wacky question, but we look at interest yeah. in Jokic versus the Heat. Yeah. And I don't know. Uh, continue. Yeah. No, I, I think there is an element there. I don't think that U.S. basketball fans embrace international play. Like, for all that Giannis has done, and for as great a personality as he is, he's not embraced the way Steph or LeBron are. He's just not. And that's not, I mean, that's, that's just the reality. So I think there is that little bit of disconnect. And U.S. basketball fans don't want to hear this. They don't want to hear what you just brought up, which is which is spot on. We're we're looking at the possibility that a Canadian and a Serb are going to dominate the NBA Finals and win a championship here. Like the best the best American player we have in this series is Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, not to take anything away from him, but. That to your point, like that's where it's trending. Star recruit, (laughs) the the Canadian basketball program has been has evolved mightily. What they're doing in Europe, they're killing us because AAU the coaching is falling off mightily. There's like a capitalism thing going on where you can make a lot of money in AAU basketball, but are the kids learning? And now we're rambling. 100%. Anyways, Rick Buecher, nope. NBA uh, we analyst here at Fox. Really good. Uh, love your stuff, Rick. Uh, thanks for coming on. My pleasure. All right. One more Herd? The Herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search Herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... 
and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. Back here on The Herd, let's go to Alex Curry with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is The Herdline News. J-Mac, the NBA Finals tip off tonight, and the Heat will have a tough task defending Jokic. Now, the Lakers, who were one of the top defensive teams since the trade deadline, had no answer for the Joker. But Jimmy Butler says it will require a team effort to take down Jokic and the Nuggets, and this is what he had to say. Guarding him as a team with all five guys, you know, he does everything so well. And um, we're going to have to be in the gaps. We're going to have to gain rebound. You know, we can't have defensive lapses, and we're just going to have to get after it. I think at the end of the day, um, he's a major key, as DJ Khaled would say, and um, we're going to have to lock in. There's no denying that Jokic is the the best player in the finals, right? It's going to take every bit of effort from that Heat team to try to contain him. But what I do love is kind of the attitude that we've seen from both of these teams heading into the finals. First, we saw Jimmy Butler at the Eastern Conference Final Championship not take the trophy, say, I'll wait to hold the next one. And then when Jokic was recently asked about being the favorite in the finals, he said, there are no favorites. Anything can happen in the finals. So you kind of have this underdog mentality going in for both of these teams. Now, the Nuggets are favored, according to Fox Bet, by eight and a half. So who are you taking in game one tonight uh, in Denver? I bet, I guess I got a bad number. I took the Nuggets favored by nine. I think Ooh. that was like the third thing I did when I got off the plane. Okay. I was like, I got to take the Nuggets. So the number I saw was teams that are coming off five or more days of rest heading into the finals and have home court advantage. Yeah. Are eight and one in game ones. So it's better to have more rest. Better to have more rest and better to be at home and you're at altitude. But here's a scary thing for the Heat. Yeah. Teams with that rest and home court are eight and one overall in the finals, meaning they're going to win. They're oh, almost like certainly going to win. Yeah, yeah. Winning so it's not only thing. game one, but it's the whole mm. series. So that's why they're like minus 360 to win the, 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 the title. Yeah. The other scary thing is the Heat have won. All game ones in this postseason, right? Mm-hmm. They did it on the road in yeah. New. Um, what was it? What was the first series? Milwaukee, 
New York, and then Boston. And it's like, they know, hey, we got game one. We got stole home court advantage. Yeah. What if they don't do that tonight? Then that, you're like, ooh. I don't, I don't think that's as big of a factor. Um, I, the Heat have defied all odds making it to this point. Yeah. But they're the second eighth seed ever to make it to the NBA Finals. They have seven undrafted guys on their team. Like, they are the ultimate underdog. And when you're coming off of a crazy series like they just did against Boston and it's so close that you can carry it into this. They have the momentum. They have that fire. I think that's going to be able to help them. They're going to have to use that to their advantage. So I I just don't know. You mentioned the Lakers were the best defensive team. Couldn't stop them. Couldn't stop them. They had bigs. Yeah. Uh, Miami has one big in Bam Adebayo. Like, do they start Kevin Love and try to... Like, Kevin Love next to Jokic is going to look like... A little kid. like It's going to take a full team effort. I, I don't know, A man. full team effort to, to try to stop them. All right, give me the Nuggets. I picked the Nuggets yeah, in seven, in but seven, it but might tonight. be a little less than that. I, I bet the Nuggets tonight, yeah. So are you changing that to what, like five? Nah, I'm not going to. I'll stick with the seven. But you, right. what's your pick? It's so, I, I, Rick said it beautifully. Like, my heart wants Miami to win, but like, my head is picking Denver. Yeah. Yeah. The plucky That's underdog. Everybody loves an I underdog. I love an underdog. I was an underdog in life and in sports, so like I always go with the underdogs. Yeah, totally agree. I know. Okay. Let's move on to the NFL. Where the Dolphins will look to build on last season's success, which culminated in a 9-8 record and playoff berth. Now, Tyreek Hill expects more wins in 2023 with all their offensive firepower, and he believes Tua will go off this season. Here's what he had to say. Obviously, um, we got one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the NFL, and I'm sticking to my stance on that. Um, so, you know, having two at quarterback and, you know, just having the offensive guru that we have in, in, our, in our head coaches is, 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 is wonderful. You know, so having those weapons, he's going to go crazy, man. You know, because he can have me on one side, me and Waddle on one side, Devon and Raheem on another side. You know, you forgot about Braxton and said, you know, you're throwing those guys like that who can get open anytime they want to. So, you know, sky's living for this offense. They're a really good offensive oh, team, yeah. but the question is going to be, can Tua stay yeah. healthy? We yeah. saw some really scary concussion situations happen with Tua last year, where we question, is he even going to play football again? Should he even be playing football again? So can Tua stay healthy? And now in the AFC East with Aaron Rodgers on the Jets, obviously the Bills and Josh Allen have a lot to prove this year, and you can't count out the Patriots and Bill Belichick. It's a tough division. Yeah. It's funny, uh, Alex. I'm looking at the depth chart for the Dolphins. I didn't hear a lot of offensive line talk from Tyreek Hill. How was that offensive line last year, Tyreek? You want to address that? Um, I know Armstead is a good player, but there's a lot of questions on that offensive line. And like you said, can Tua stay healthy? That's number one. He could not last year. No. Could not. And by the way, Teddy Bridgewater, I won't. Teddy Bridgewater came in, uh, started against the Jets. And on, I believe, the second play, the Jets instantly were blitzing off the edges. Not Teddy Bridgewater out. So then they beat the third string guy. It's like, if you can't protect your quarterback, no chance. I'm not as bullish on the Dolphins as everyone else is. Where do you think they'll finish in the division? I'd say third in the division. That could still be a playoff team. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe. All right. Well, sticking in the AFC East, the Patriots brought in Bill O'Brien as our offensive coordinator after last season's lackluster approach. And Mac Jones will look to bounce back in year three after a down season, and he already seems to be meshing with his new OC. I think everything he's done so far has been really good. I think the communication is the most important part um, in trust. I think it all starts with that when you're uh, with a new coach and 
Um, he's done a great job in controlling the room. I feel like everyone's on the same page. Uh, just got to continue to do it. It's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So there's a lot of familiarity, but um, it's a new relationship still, and we're just working on that trust. That's what I care about. I'm very, very much so a trustworthy person, and um, that's what we're trying to build. <laughs> he's saying all the things oh. you want to hear, and, and you kind of have to say these things, but... How much of an impact do you think O'Brien can make in his first year after not having an offensive coordinator last year? Good luck. I'm not. This is the last place team in the division. I think we'd agree. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, Mac Jones, easy to say the right things in May and June. Okay. Let's see what happens when the bullets start flying for real in September. (laughs) And you're throwing the ball to Juju Smith-Schuster, Devontae Parker, Tyquan Thornton. I just, I'm not a believer in this team at all. I think Vegas had them at seven and a half, Alex. Would you take the over or the under? Seven and a half wins? Yeah. Probably the under. Yeah. Yeah. Six or seven. I'd have to have their full schedule up in front of me, but And then you then you start the wondering, under. does Bill look to move off Mac Jones? And like uh, it just does not look optimistic for the Patriots heading into uh no. next season. No, it hasn't looked optimistic since Tom Brady left. Yeah, interesting how that works, mm-hmm. huh? You mm-hmm. run the uh the goat yeah. kind of out of town, uh-huh. as Belichick did, and now you stink. And you're probably not gonna win a play. Uh, so if I asked you, Alex, yeah, how many playoff games will Bill Belichick win post Brady? He has one appearance, and they lost by I think seventy to the. How Bills. many more years is left on his contract? Uh, we'll just say five. Well, he would one playoff game in the next five years. Not with the group they have right now. So they'd have to find a new quarterback. Something weapons. Mm-hmm. They're going they to have to go all in, but they're also like. Jason, they're in your team's Oh, yeah, I division. love, I love like, going after the Patriots. I'm going to say. I was you like, know, you... I, born in New York, so I dislike okay. all Boston teams vehemently. Um, well, I mean, you got beat on for years with Brady. Yes, yeah. yeah. I, I try to block uh-huh. that out. I think we've lost 17 straight games. <laughs> I think it's like 13 to the Patriots. But I can't wait yeah. for payback this year. Oh, it's going to uh, be beautiful. Yeah, that, that, that will be great. Yes, yes. Alex with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. All right, coming up next, we will go back to Boston Because should they blow it up, do you trade Jalen Brown, break up the Tatum-Brown relationship? That's next here on The Herd. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, gang, this is Jay Glazer, host of Unbreakable, a mental health podcast. And each week, we try to help turn our mental health issues into mental wealth. And we dive in with everyone from the world of sports and entertainment, like Sean McVay, Lindsey Vaughn, Michael Phelps, David Spade, Guy Fieri, and also those who can help us in between the ears. Anyone from a therapist to someone like Ed Milet or John Gordon. So each week, listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer, a mental health podcast, an iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up. And so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. 
Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. It's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www1 800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. The NBA Finals tip off tonight along with your chance to win $5,000 predicting six Game 1 outcomes on the Fox Bets Super 6 app. Download the app now and enter your picks for free for a chance to win big. Back here on The Herd, NBA Finals start tonight. A lot of the talk right now is one of the teams that's not here, the Boston Celtics. Everybody thought the path had cleared out for them when the Bucks were ousted. Uh, Celtics able to extinguish the Sixers in seven. Nice little comeback there. And then they lose to Miami, kind of in tough fashion, go down 0-2, end up rallying, but they lose in seven at home. And everybody now in Boston, Joey Bag of Donuts, he wants to blow the team up. Get Jalen Brown out of here. He stinks. Eight turnovers. You know, maybe he had a hand injury, as as Collins alluded to over the last couple weeks. Um, Well, on the plane back from... Paris, I ha- I read this article, I think it was in Slate, about the TV show Jeopardy. Um, I don't know if you guys remember what Jeopardy was like 20 years ago. It was just a game show. Every night it was on, like Wheel of Fortune, and you watch Jeopardy, and uh, that's what it was. And in recent years, like a new guy took over the show, and they have made Jeopardy like a massive deal. Like Jeopardy's exploded into all these various tournaments. There's a second chance tournament on Jeopardy, where if you were really good and put up big numbers, but you lost to one of these juggernaut dudes, Ken Jennings or James Holds, whatever his name is, it, 
they, they now have a tournament for the second chance guys. Then they have a master's tournament. They have a high school reunion show. Jeopardy has really like exploded into this own universe where instead of staying the same, you've gone bigger, right? Um, I'm, I'm not like the biggest Jeopardy watcher, but I do watch it sometimes. And now there's just too much to keep up. It's massive, but it's gotten bigger, They've doubled down on Jeopardy and tripled down. They've almost made it like a, a uh, Marvel universe where like uh, Ant-Man gets his own spinoff. And um, uh, what was the other awesome? Uh, uh, Black Panther was incredible. Like Marvel has exploded, gotten bigger. And what Boston fans are now saying is, no, no, this isn't working. We got to start over. We got to get smaller and, and get Jalen Brown out of here. And we want Damian Lillard. And, and I just totally disagree with this idea that you trade Jalen Brown. Do you guys remember how good this Celtics team has been in the postseason the last four years? Okay? Conference finals lost to the Heat in six. Go to the NBA finals, lose in six. And then they lose in the Eastern Conference finals in seven. They're close. This is not Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum in Portland getting knocked out in the first round, but maybe make one conference finals and we got to keep these guys together. This is not that. Jalen Brown, 26. Tatum, 25. You know what this is? This is the time when your business doubles down and triples down. Think about when the Warriors lost to LeBron in the finals. The 73-win Warriors. Maybe the greatest team ever. And they lose in the finals after being up 3-1. Did the Warriors decide, you know what? We should break up the Splash Brothers. LeBron ruined us. We can't get through. Even though they had one title in 2015. They said, no. You know what we want to do? Bigger. We're going out and get Kevin Durant. Bring him in. And they turn into a dynasty. You go bigger. Jeopardy, bigger. If I'm Boston, I do the opposite of getting rid of Jalen Brown. I stick with these two, and I look what I can make around the edges. Hey, can I package Brogdon? And I mean, Derek White, everybody loves him, the hero of game six. Can I package Horford and Brogdon and picks and go big game hunting? For an unhappy superstar. Carl uh, Anthony Towns seems unhappy in Minnesota. I know the Knicks want him. But if I'm Boston, I do the opposite of what conventional wisdom is. Let's break up Brown and Tatum. It's just not working. It's working. What are you talking about? I mean, the conference finals, the NBA finals, which they led 2-1 against Golden State, and then the conference finals again. It's a damn good team. Brad Stevens has something here for sure. Joe Mazzulla, probably going to need some more assistant coaches as there are reports that Ime Udoka, who took the job in Houston, is going to pick up maybe three of Mazzulla's assistants. So Joe Mazzulla is going to have to replenish the bench. That's very important for sure because Mazzulla had some tough times early in that Miami series just getting body bagged by Eric Spolstra. But if I'm Boston, I am looking all around, how can I level up? And... <laughs> Listen, there, there's a guy in, um, in New Orleans who has been injured a lot. And they paid him. And how happy is he? We don't know. How happy is David Griffin with him? Some of the comments at the end of the season. I'm not saying Boston goes out and gets Zion Williams. I'm not saying that. But if I'm Boston, I'm looking for ways to get bigger in terms of another star as opposed to shrink it down and, hey, let's get Jalen Brown out of here. We got to manage the cap. Listen, Grant Williams is one of these guys, like, Missoula didn't know what to do with him. He was instrumental the prior year with Hudoka. Remember, game seven against the Bucks, the guy hits a bazillion threes, and they advance to the NBA Finals. Grant Williams looks like they're not going to be able to keep him. That's fine. Maybe you can package Williams, and uh, if you got to move Derek White, you got to move. You can't keep everybody. 
but I think you've got to keep the foundational pieces in Tatum and Brown. And again, this is coming from a guy who does not like anything Boston. I grew up not liking the Celtics, but I respected Larry Bird. Couldn't stand Danny Ainge, but man, that guy was an awesome basketball player. Uh, Kevin McHale, Robert, I just did not like any of those teams. But for some reason, I gravitate toward Tatum. And again, Jalen Brown worked out leading up to the draft at my gym. I knew his trainer pretty well. So I, I, I not intimate knowledge of Jalen Brown, but I did go watch some of the workouts. Like the guy is a beast. I'm definitely like Jalen Brown. I'm rooting for him. I'm just telling you, if you break up Brown and Tatum, when you've gone to the Eastern Conference Finals three times in four years, you're asking for trouble. Because there is the, the, this grass is always greener theory that, oh, well, yeah, yeah we bring in Dame Lillard. He can stretch the floor. And just, just be careful. We, we've seen a lot of people make mistakes shrinking down and changing up. These are young guys. These are emerging stars in this league, all NBA players. And you're going to break it up because you weren't happy with Jalen Brown's performance in Game 7? He didn't play well. Tatum hurt his ankle. What are you going to do? Relax, Boston. Bigger is better in this instance. Uh, we got one hour left in the show. Uh, let's see what we're going to talk about. Oh, we got uh, Albert Breer stopping by in the final hour. Uh, we'll talk a little Aaron Rodgers shocker. Um, should be a fun one. Alex, it's a big week ahead. You excited? I mean, it's a big night tonight. Yes, it's NBA finals. A few hours away. Here we go. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. All Decovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Decovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. I love it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. Stores are great, but it's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. <laughs> 